welcome to the Unbothered Moms, where we are shifting our perspectives and letting Letting shit shit go. go. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Bridget. I'm Kat. And today we have a interesting topic for you. It's all about the D. Divorce, baby. The ins, the outs, the whys, the hows, and everything in between. And I just want to uh, thank Bridget for being open to having this conversation with me. And um, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's go. So first off, I would like to ask you, when did you have the light bulb moment that you knew it was time to think about divorce? Mm. So think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. it. So <clears throat> probably about um, a year, or maybe a year to eight months prior to our actual separation, um, there was just a lot of things that had come up at that point where I was like a little bit unsure of the relationship at that point. Um, but there was also a lot going on. So we had gotten married. Um, we had had a baby. We had bought a house in a very short amount of time within a little less than a year. All that happened. So it was a lot of stress. We were both working full time. Um, so I just wasn't sure if it was just the timing of things. That is why I felt that way postpartum. Um, or if it was like, okay, something has to be done about this. So probably about like eight months prior to the separation, I would say roughly, um, is when I started to think about it. But it it wasn't something that I woke up and I was like, okay, this is what's going to happen now. It was very much a a process, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And what does that process look like? For me, it looked like, hey, what am I willing to give up? And does it make sense to go through with a divorce, right? So mm-hmm. it was, okay, first and foremost, like my ring, right? So I was lucky yeah. enough to have a custom ring made. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. I loved it so much. Um, and I loved wearing it. It was so shiny and sparkly. <laughs> and it and there's like some... a sense of pride though too of, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was like, okay, am I willing to to not, wear this every day and give this up and for a while the answer was no which might Mm -hmm. sound shallow but i was like no i love my ring (laughs) i can figure everything else out in like the way i think of it that could have also been just something you were holding on to to kind Mm -hmm. of not take that extra step you were like it was a reason of like well but i really like this x y and z you know because i think in order to maybe move forward with that you have to be okay on all levels to Mm -hmm. do it and just being like, but I really like my ring. It was like your yeah. way of kind of holding on to something maybe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, you know, also a couple other things between that being the first one. And the last one was, am I okay not seeing my child every day? And I think that was the hardest one. And for a very, very long time, the answer to that was absolutely not. I couldn't even mm-hmm. imagine not seeing her every day. Mm-hmm. But then things got to a point in my marriage that it was more beneficial for my mental health and ultimately I think for her mental health and well-being and maybe even his. Yeah. That that was like, okay, I'm prepared to not see her every day. And it's still hard now, you know, mm-hmm. 3 years later, but um 
yeah, I think that was the final straw of like, okay, if I'm comfortable with not seeing her every day, I need to to make a move here. So when you like decided this is what's happening, this is what I have to do, you've thought of every different scenario, every different avenue you could maybe take. When you finally realized, hey, this is what I need to do, mm-hmm. how did that conversation go between um, you and your ex? Terribly. Like, how, was, how was that? Yeah, I think I, I feel like that's what most people struggle with is having that conversation, especially yeah. if you're a non-confrontational person. Person Like I'm super non-confrontational with everyone. I don't yeah. like problems. So I can only imagine you looking at the person you're married to and saying, hey, I want a divorce. Like, what is that like? Yeah. And I also want to make note even before I answer that question quickly, but even prior to like you know, that eight months to a year where I was like, okay, divorce could be an option. Like I had brought up marriage counseling. I had brought up all these different things to like try and mend the relationship counseling for him personally. Um, and there wasn't a ton of effort put into that or like mm-hmm. desire to do those things. It was just like, in my perspective, it was more so him being like, Hey, we're married. We got to figure it out. Stay together for the kids. Like yada, yada. I'm like, Maybe in like the 50s or the 60s. Not anymore. Not anymore. anymore. And and you know what's funny about that? They say that divorce rates are rising. But back in the day, it was so frowned upon, especially if you were religious, Mm -hmm. to get a divorce. So guess what? A bunch of unhappy people stayed together for their whole lives. So Mm -hmm. congratulations. You're not winning anything. Right. And the idea that it's like easy not including like the wedding ceremony but it's easy to get married right like Mm -hmm. it takes minimal time it is a couple papers that you have to fill out a couple forms your birth certificate like but at the end of the day it's pretty easy to get married Mm -hmm. to get divorced girl so expensive packets of forms and we went the route of like not involving a lawyer just to try and keep things at like a lower cost. So yeah. it, all the paperwork I I filed myself. So I had to teach myself about <laughs> about the law. And I'm like, this really isn't in my uh my uh repertoire. <laughs> now it is. Now it is. Now it is. Now it is. Um, Add that to your uh C V next time, your resume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretend but, divorce, divorce lawyer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Somewhat qualified. Um, But to get back to your question of how the conversation went, it did not go well. So it was very um, explosive. Um, Mm -hmm. Apparently had caught him completely off guard. It was fully out of the blue. Um, You know, things that people say when... They're mad and angry, upset. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. apparently oblivious to the situation at hand. Wanting to be oblivious, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it maybe wasn't, they could it have wasn't you another great. eight months if they pretended that, you know, right, hundred percent. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, I full transparency, I wound up staying at my friend's house that night. Um, mm-hmm. he had picked up our daughter from daycare. They had a night together. Um, it was very dramatic. He was like, "If you're going to take my daughter away from me, the least you can do is, you know, give me a night with her to myself." I'm like, "Wow, well, yeah." And you had never said. No, I was like, never going to go for, for full, full custody. custody. Yeah, no. But see, and at times, based hurt. on mm-hmm. the mental state and some things that he had posted online and things like that, I mean, people were reaching out to me, um, people on kind of his side of the house as well as my side of the house, saying like, "Hey, 
are, do you feel like your daughter's safe with him? Mm-hmm. And I always did feel like she was safe with him. Um, yeah. But it was a real concern for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so, but that was never my intention. I would never want to, you know, take my child's father away from her Which or I commend him. you for. I commend you for that because a lot of people, I, ne- not necessarily in your case because you were the one wanting it, but I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes when people get mad, they mm-hmm. take it out on the kids, mm-hmm. which hurts the kids. You know, if, if, if either partner in the situation is a good parent, you shouldn't take them away from mm-hmm. the other parent just because you can't figure it out with that person. Yeah, unless um, they're a bad parent. Unless they're bad. Like, That's neglectful, what, what have you, but this yeah, is not the if, case here. It, like at the end of the day, if if both parents are good parents, you figure it the heck out. Like, you know, you yeah. should never, even if you're mad, even if there's an affair, if there's this or if there's any reason to do it to where mm-hmm. the other person feels completely like upset and betrayed even if you had had conversations um i think for the kids sake and yours too because you don't want to fight yeah (laughs) i mean realistically it would be easier to have full custody because then you don't have to deal with the other parent that you clearly like at the time didn't even want to look at Mm -hmm. full transparency i was just like because no. you were done and you were hurt done. and you were ready to yes. to just move on and kind of detach from that. And that brings up my next question. How did the people closest to you feel about that, especially like in-laws and maybe like your mom? How did that go? Yeah. Um, so I think there was definitely different layers to it. And I think there's different phases as well. So for us at first, I had asked for a divorce and then we decided it took about a year for us to even get to the point of trying to talk about terms. So for a year, it was very rocky. And Did we were lived separately. Mm-hmm, we were separated. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So we lived separately. I had been pushing for a divorce. I guess he wanted to try and figure things out, but like never made any initiative to do so. So I was like, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Delaying the inevitable. Yeah. And then we wound up starting to like agree to terms and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, which that wasn't easy either. Again, we left lawyers and mediation kind of out of it just from a cost perspective because neither one of us had a lot of money. And now we're, I'm, you know, paying rent. He's paying a mortgage. We're both paying for cars. Like it was just like trying to do it the cheapest way possible. Um, So, it took some time for sure. And um, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> in-laws, your mom. Oh, yeah. Like, how did they deal with it? Yeah. So at first, it was more so my mom was super supportive. My friend's super supportive. My brother's super supportive of just, like, helping me move out, um, helping me move into my apartment then. Um, and uh, the in-laws and, and that side, it was it's different right so like for the first year or so when i guess there was like some false hope given by the other party it was still you know text on the birthday mother's day christmas all that um still conversation sometimes with like my um sister-in-law brother-in-law but now it's pretty much like as needed like i know they're there to help out if i'm ever in a pickle because they're good people Mm -hmm. um but it's definitely changed for sure. And the good thing is, is I know it hasn't changed much for on Izzy's side. That's you great. know, they surround her with love and support. And that's really all I can ask for at this point. 
So was there ever a conversation between you and your in-laws, though, to where they were like, hey, you need to try harder. Hey, you should do this. Um, th- It wasn't necessarily try harder. It was more so just like he's going through stuff. Like I had an intervention with him and his parents, literally. Um, Post saying you want a divorce, like during that time or before? Pre. Mm-hmm. See? So okay, pre. so you like really so tried. Was that. <laughs> It was because there was, you know, threats of suicide and like things that were like very dark. And so so it's Mm -hmm. it was beyond um, it was beyond just our relationship. It was also some like mental health stuff. Yep. That was kind of scary and alarming that had come up a couple times. And, you know, the third or fourth time it happens and you're not sure where the person goes, what have you after a fight. They threaten this. I'm like, okay, like I need backup because I can't do this anymore. I now no. have, you know, a, a child, a one and a half year old. Like, it's just, it was too much. And that's um, a lot of And you. I was unmedicated. Yeah. The fact that people go about life, just raw dog in life without any prescriptions or anything is mind boggling to me. The fact mm-hmm. that I like survived any of that. <laughs> I wound up getting on an anti-anxiety medication because I had, had panic attacks. And anybody who knows me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like not a panic attack girl. No. Like it's just not something that I would normally happen to me. So, um, but yeah. So that was, you know, intervention, needing help. Things got better for, it was usually like a, a cycle, like six weeks, it'd be good, great, wonderful. And then it would fall back into the same patterns. Yeah. Because I think you have to be responsible for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and he should have taking that as a sign for him to just figure his crap out but people won't like it really just depends on the person and i feel like some people have a hard time acknowledging and letting go that control of being like hey i do need help yeah i mean i offered that your job as a wife though it's Mm -mm. not you do not i think that's the thought process of like it is the thought process for everyone around to be like in sickness and in health but it's like if you are not willing to help yourself. To help yourself, I cannot be the only one helping you. Because mm-hmm. guess what? I'm spread freaking thin. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with our daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with my job and this and myself. And then I'm dealing with you. It's like, what gives? Who wasn't working at the time? Because exactly. I let him quit his job because he was so stressed. He had multiple mental breakdowns. And I was like, maybe this will help. Mm-hmm. It'll be tight, but this will help. No. Didn't help. Didn't help. Didn't help. And that's the thing. And as you look at it now, to think of uh, who he is as a person now, does he seem better? Yeah. yeah I right? mean, it definitely took some time, but he definitely seems better. Like, even when we do, like, our, you know, called, like, the handoff, <laughs> changing mm-hmm. of guards with our daughter, <laughs> um, it's definitely more conversational, more friendly. Um, you know, we can chat about, like, fantasy football or just random stuff in the news so it's still very um it's not like your best friends and no and we'll probably never be best friends and that's fine no because i think when love was there it's it's really hard to get back to a place of just being even cordial you know yeah feelings were i mean it took us probably three three and a half years to get to Mm -hmm. a place where like all like for birthday parties or school functions and stuff we're now in a good place where like we can go together or mm-hmm. like drop her off at her first day of school together and like And you would have never thought that before. No. See? Mm-mm. No. Look at the growth. And I think 
yeah, it's growth. It's you know, yeah, it's but it's hard. I ten um, out of ten don't recommend unbothered. the horror. Unbothered, but you're unbothered, unbothered now. Extremely yeah. bro- bothered previously. <laughs> and do you? But I think it was you taking yourself out of the situation that kind of maybe made him grow up. I mean, it's easy yeah. to lean on someone when they're there, and yeah. someone who, like you, who's very giving. Mm-hmm. You know, and just be like, I'll take this on. I'll do yeah. it. I'll put it on my shoulders. You know, well, I think our daughter spends more time with him now than she ever would have if I was, if we were in the same household, just because even when we were together and living together and, you know, married and somewhat happy mm-hmm. on the weekends, it was me and Izzy girl doing whatever. She'd come to brunch with me. She'd come, yeah. you know, and he'd be at home watching football or whatever. It's like, See the benefit golfing for you. Like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm already. You're setting me up to be a single mom mm-hmm. already, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then so you're also you, not bringing anything extra to the table. Exactly. So, so you're seeing the benefits of it completely. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, now Personally. I don't. I don't know if that happens for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the only people in my friend group that's like divorced. I've met mm-hmm. more divorced people now as like an adult. So it's interesting to like hear their stories and their experiences because I think everybody's is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the decision I made, which was super, super hard and took me a while to get to the point of pulling the trigger to do it. I do think ultimately it's better for me. Definitely better for me. I think it's better for him as well. And then I do think ultimately Izzy's happier too. Like she's never really seen us fight. She doesn't remember us fighting. That's um, great. But there's also questions like, well, why don't you guys get back together? And I'm like, we tr- like we're both very honest about it. Like, hey, we tried it, didn't really work, and so we're trying this to see if this works. And right now, it's working better for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, or though she'll be like, you know, I wish. What else does she say? She's just, you know, like things that kids say, like, oh, I wish we all lived in a a house together. I'm like, yeah, you know, we did try that. It just really wasn't working. We want to make sure that we're making the best environment for you because you're our priority. So that's the decision that we made. Um, Or sometimes she'll be like, I miss mommy or I miss daddy when she's with the other parent. It's like, yeah, it's it's hard. Like the other day I said, yeah, it's hard going between two houses, isn't it? She's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, I know. It's really difficult. I'm like, but at the end of the day, you're having a better, I think, experience overall. And then it's, you know, it's usually the day, the switch day. The switch day is hard. That's a very emotional day. And I think it's so commendable that you guys are honest with her and saying, hey, we tried. Hey, it just didn't work. Hey, you know, because I think a lot of people try to sweep things under the rugs for their children, like, mm-hmm. oh, they don't have to worry about it. But no, that's helping them build their character and knowing yeah. adversity and knowing that not everything is like black and white. Right. And you it's, know, and it's a hard like, conversation to have. Yeah. And it's not sure your heart, in my opinion. Right. Oh. When you first heard it, like, I can only imagine you probably cried after. Yeah. You know, like, the first year of hearing room. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Mm hmm. But you knew greater things were to come. Yes, 100%. And I think also it's making it so it's not like a shameful thing. I think society makes it like, oh, it's a failure. It's like, no, it's not a failure. It's just a different way to raise a family Mm -hmm. and be a family. Because like 
it's, we're still a family in some sense, right? Like no, 100%. we procreated this child together at a time that we both loved each other and decided to do that as a couple, mm-hmm. right? So like there was still a family, but it's just a different than what we were told a normal a normal family looked like growing up, right? And guess what? You guys are probably happier in raising her better mm-hmm. and in a more stable environment than a lot of people out there who are married. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are feeling up, the shame mm-hmm. of wanting to like go their separate ways, but also scared or ashamed that people would be upset with them. So I think for you, it's like give yourself a fucking pat on your back because like you did that knowing that it was going to be really hard, mm-hmm. but seeing the other side and saying, yeah, there's, there's greener grass over there. I just have to get there. Yeah. And it's hard to get to the green grass, but once you're there, it's very nice. It's very lush and green. <laughs> It's very fluffy. Fluffy. So anyone who is maybe feeling like they're teetering on what should I do? Should I get divorced? What would be your advice for them? And like I said before, we are not doctors. <laughs> we don't know what no, we're talking we're about. Therapists but just or... as one person, you, Bridget, if you could give advice to someone who is going through this and deciding either not even at the point of doing it yet, but maybe thinking that that's the best path forward for them and their family. What would you say to them? I think don't overthink it because you can talk yourself out of it. And I did that plenty of times, but I think it's also like sometimes you have to rip the bandaid off and the conversation is going to be uncomfortable. It might be explosive. Hopefully it's not violent. And if it is, you need to like loop in friends. Mm -hmm. So like I had looped in my one friend and I was like, Hey, if things go South, like, can I stay over night? Mm-hmm. She's like, absolutely. I'll get the wine ready. I'm like, great. And where did I go? Went right to Kim's house. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, I think if you have a support group, that's great. If not, like, I mean, I'll volunteer myself, like feel free to reach out. Um, I'm more than happy to, you know, help you through that. Cause it's definitely hard, but having a support group is huge. Um, And I think if it's, whether it's pressures from the outside of families, like, oh, try and make it work. Like nobody knows your situation better than you. So whether it's families, friends, um, a church, maybe like, I don't know the situation. I'm not religious, but whoever it is, nobody knows your situation better than you. And after going and getting a divorce, people are like, oh, I didn't realize things were that bad. I'm like, well, yeah, because you kind of, at least for me, I'm like, we keep things in the house, right? Like our business is our business. I'm not out 100%. until probably this podcast like talking about things. But it's like, you know, what's in my, what, what's my business is my business and it's not your business. I'm not going to be in your business. I expect you not to be in my business and I'm not putting mm-hmm. things out there for people to open up and look in. So, you know, it was like one weekend, you know, we had a birthday party for our daughter at our house and it was great, grand, wonderful. And then a week, week and a half later, uh, you know, should hit the fan. People are like, I had no idea. You guys looked so no happy. Like, like, how would you know, though? Like, you're not saying it. You're not like broadcasting or having a freaking big white sign that says I'm unhappy. Things suck at home. Right. You know, so right. I think um, I think also as just women and as mothers, we try our best to just keep things in line, keep things looking good because it's just like innate within us to just like try, 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 try. So once you start having those conversations with people, 
you almost feel like you're already giving up if you're mm-hmm. like, I'm unhappy, I'm this, I'm that. So to just be like, yeah, it was a great birthday party. Have fun. Woohoo. You know, when shit hits the fan for real, they're like, wait, I'm blindsided. It's like, no, this has been going yeah, on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to loop people in because it's like our issues and what are you going to do? Right. You know, at the end of the day, it's how I feel, how we're feeling and how we best move forward. And I think sometimes it probably would have been nice if you opened up. Yeah. I mean, it probably would have happened sooner. Things probably Mm would have happened sooner. Or if, yeah. So, yeah. But But it's hard to. It's hard Mm -hmm. to just like get to that point of letting other people in because then you kind of feel like, oh my God, like if I don't leave him and people know I'm unhappy, then they might like judge me. But if I do leave him and they don't know I'm unhappy, then they're like, what the hell? I thought you were happy. And it just becomes like this thing where you overthink. So, mm-hmm. and with you saying don't overthink it, it's such a great example of how we can mess with ourselves the most. Yeah, when we I'm use not our saying don't overthink, overthink it and just pull the trigger. Um, and it's easy. Like it's not ten out of ten. Don't recommend it. No. But it's super hard. But it is worth it. And it's not going to be in a week. It's better mm-hmm. in a month. It's better. I mean, for us, it probably took, like I said, like three years to get to a place where it's like, okay, we can tolerate each other and like be friendly and cordial and nice and like laugh like with each other, which is like crazy because like you marry somebody that you laugh with, right? Like that you want to be around and then you go to some, then you turn, go to a place where you're like, if I have to look at you, I'm going to fucking scream okay i'm gonna scream and this is why people thought everything was okay because i can say i'm gonna with a smile with a smile (laughs) you're scary thanks anyways but i think that's a great point to not overthink it because especially for like me with anything in life i overanalyze and overthink everything Mm -hmm. could be with work could be with relationships could be with my parenting I'm just like way, I think way too much. And sometimes I'm like, just pull the freaking trigger of being like, hey, no, you can't have that snack. But me, I'm like, good, down the road. They're going to be hungry and then complain about this. But it's like overthinking. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I think like, another who- thing I just thought of, I think worth noting, is that I also grew up in a house, a two-parent household, um, married, but they stayed together for the wrong reasons. And I think when I was like eight or nine, I realized my parents should be divorced and not together. So I think also coming from that perspective and realizing that I didn't want my daughter to be me when I was eight of Mm -hmm. like, hey, this isn't working. Like, what is a healthy relationship? What does that look like? Um, And I didn't want to be that example for her. And I commend you for that because you could have gone either way. You could have said what you did say. Hey, I don't Mm -hmm. want her to go through the same thing. Or B, well, I'm just going to make it work. Yeah. Or like, so that I'm she fine. sees the way it's supposed to be. It's fine. Right. Yeah. So I commend you for taking the hard route. And look at you now. So. Look at me now. Divorce, Bridget. <laughs> what is dating life like as a divorced woman with a daughter? How is uh, it? Is that hard? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I right? know. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. 
yeah I've, i yeah obviously you don't know but yeah it's hard <laughs> uh, i'm like i'm like yeah obviously it's hard you're like okay i'm married with two kids what <laughs> i'm like never, okay. have, you, have you ever even been on a dating app Same. no right no no i've been together yeah for, we've been together t- almost 10 years so no right yeah so uh yeah it's i mean it's rough it's rough out here in these streets <laughs> Tell like, me more. <laughs> to the point where, I mean, we'll dig into this at another episode, but it's just, it's chaos. It's not fun. And then the scheduling of trying to go on a date when you have kids. I was like, I was joking with um, my ex the other day because I had our daughter on a Friday and he usually has her on a Friday. And I was like, oh, what are you going to do? Single guy, Friday night. He was uh-huh. like, I don't know, maybe something crazy. So, like, we're at a good place now where, like, we can joke about that stuff. Um, but it was also interesting because, like, we don't live far from each other. So, we'd see each other on dating apps, like, while we're oh, going through the separation and divorce. Awkward. Yeah. It's pretty awkward. Especially but if you also, read whatever they write on their profile, and you're like, red flag, red flag. Don't fall for like, it. Like, that's <laughs> a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm Could be the truth now. Could be the truth now. Or, yeah, I hope it is the truth now. You know, but it, it's you so know? interesting because I feel like I would, not. I would be so bitter, and I'd be like, "Listen, <clears throat> watch." I was like, "More power to you." You know, I love it. Yeah, that's great. But I mean, dating is not a priority, honestly, at this point. I'm just let I'm loving my daughter this time in her life. I'm loving doing this podcast with you. I'm loving my job. I'm loving my like friends, my extracurricular activities. So you're just living without the pressure of trying to yeah. spend time with. Yeah, like, I mean, romantically, which I like. Yeah, I mean, there's people that you know I talk to and stuff like that, but there's nothing serious. Which yeah. I don't think I could do serious right now. Like I'm good. I applaud good. you for that. That's great. It took Look me at a while growth. to get there. Look at the growth. Look at the growth. Because right after my divorce, I hopped right back into the dating pool. Well, sep- like during the separation and stuff like that. That was a terrible idea. I think I had. Oh. I think I had. It had to happen. But like, it was such a bad idea. <laughs> it had to happen because I think of where you are now and the conversations we've had, where you've let mm-hmm. me into like things that have happened and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're killing it, girl. You're crushing it. Yeah. Like you are not crushing. I remember it. you saying before though that if I had met you at an earlier time, I wouldn't have liked you. Oh because yeah. You didn't like yourself. Facts. So and I dated guys that reflected that. Mm-hmm. And that was so a I think, problem. I think people and obviously not being someone who's gone through this, but I think people need to be kind to themselves if they're going through this. Oh yeah. Kindness. Yeah. Because it's, super it's a, hard. It's a and it's That's not a, a one sided thing, right? Sometimes it is, depending upon mm-hmm. the situation, but it takes two to tango, right? Two people are in a marriage. And I think one of our friends said that she works for her marriage every day. Like she, she did. She wakes and up and chooses was... to be married. I thought that was really insightful. I, that was. Mm-hmm. So, Thank I mean, you, AC. If, yeah. So if you're, if you're, if you're not having that perspective or that's not something that you're choosing to do because it's work, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of work. And sometimes there's not a lot of reward. Mm, facts. So I think it's also pick your battles. Mm, choose your heart. Choose your heart. As Kara would say. 
Choose your heart. Kara. Yeah. Um, okay. So now it's your turn. Let's see who's the unbothered baddie of the week. Oh, the unbothered baddie. We talked about baddie. this, so you know who it is. She goes flying around in aerial stunts. She's from here. Oh, good call. Yeah. So mm-hmm. our unbothered baddie of the week is no dun, other dun, dun, dun. than Pink. Pink. So Pink is not purple, the greatest. Not blue. Not yellow. Pink. pink. Exclamation point. In in the middle. And on the end. Because she's awesome. All over. Um, but she sold out two shows in Philly. Philly is her hometown. She's from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And she is somebody who throughout her career has been very open specifically about her marriage and her relationship and how things aren't always perfect and her family growing mm-hmm. up and how that was not perfect. Um, so I've always appreciated that about her as well as her just being herself. Always true and to herself. Always true to herself. There's even a line in one of her earlier songs that says, LA told me you'd be a pop star. All you have to do is change everything you are. And she was like, mm, nah, I'm good. And look at her now. Look at her now. Because guess what? She was competing with Britney Spears and Christina. Where are they? Well, Britney is definitely twirling oh, in her No, but she's like messed up. Christina is a little interesting. And then Pink is like, stay true to who she is. Selling out shows. Always. On she's tour with her family. Ass. She has a very like thick, strong body. And it's always said, this is me. I don't yep. care. Yep. Like, I appreciate her, style. her for that is so unique and so interesting yeah look at her and i say man like i hope that my daughter views me kind of the way her daughter probably views her like just Mm -hmm. strong and confident and true to herself and i i think that's great and i think she's incredible and i need to go see her same same z's Well, I really appreciate you for being open and honest during this of conversation. Course. I know it's not super easy for some people to talk to. Um, I think it might give insight to our listeners who maybe have gone through it or are maybe thinking about it or have never or thought about it. going through it, maybe. Going you know. through it or who never thought about it and maybe had a negative connotation towards it and mm-hmm. are now seeing the other side of saying, hey, I didn't think about it that way. Because yeah. guess what? Sometimes the hardest thing is to let go. Mm-hmm. So when people For are like, sure. it's easy to get divorced. It's like, no, it's not. Like no. you have no idea to make that decision and how hard it would be. Yeah. You know? So that's how you know, like it's really was meant for you and the step you needed to take. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people can take stuff from this. And um, I want to thank you for sharing this time with me. Of course. Yes. And that is all we have for this week. Thank you for listening to the Unbothered Moms. We are now available on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. And for all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Unbothered Moms. And subscribe and like, please. We could use your follows. And we will see you next week. See ya. Bye.